everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here with my co-host, Big Nose of the Free Beacon. We got a lot going on, obviously. You know, Israel update and more idiocy and barbarity on the home front to go with that from the citizens and politicians alike. We also have some 2024 polling that is, whoa, from the New York Times. Want to get to that. News from the Hill, SBF update, and even an update on the Nashville shooting. Also, Mr. Beast, who is the guy your kids watch on YouTube. I want to do a little story about him. But before we get to that, how are you doing, Vic? Hello, Mr. Hello. I'm so loopy today. Hello, Mary Catherine. You can uh, call me Miss Ham. Mr. I was thinking about Mr. Beast. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, uh, I forgot that story. I make my children call me that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Well, with Mrs. Hello, uh, Mrs. Ham. If you're wondering if I'm a little loopy today, it's because I'm on a mixture of various uh, medications. I love that uh, for you. Yes. So Sunday night. As I was taking out the garbage, oh. really pulling it out of mm-hmm. the container, I was pretty sure that I herniated a disc, Aye. which had happened before, but it was like 11 or 12 years ago. So, I mean, it was, you know, it's an unmistakable feeling is what it is. It's kind of this hot, searing, flashing pain in the lower back, if people are familiar with your lumbar and knowledge L5-S1 area, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, and a medium like oh, that's it. I just did it. And then I just have to just stop whatever it is I'm doing and then begin a pain regimen that, you know, very much like Elvis Presley. I'm just going to, you know, horse tranquilizers, liquid cocaine. <laughs> you need, to, you need cocaine. to get up for this episode and then you got to get back down. Yes. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, a it's a lot cycle. going on. So that happened to me. It For anyone, listeners, you know uh, who this has happened to. You, you know what I'm talking about where it's the only thing you can think about at that moment. You really can't get anything done. You're just thinking... Can I get up? And you dread it. And what happens is you actually notice things that we take for granted. How many times we get up and sit down? We just yes. do these things a lot. So that that's, that is unfortunately what, what happened to me. There's a theory, which is what actually set it off was on Saturday when we had all our, our family over at the house. Now, Kate speculates this could be it. and So this is her idea. I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying that she speculates she wanted to fill a cooler, a large, a very large cooler up mm-hmm. with ice and beer. She filled it up in the kitchen. Oh, dear. And then said, oh, can you move this now that it's completely full? And you said, oh, of course. Of course yeah, I did because, you no know, problem. I, I weight lift. I said, easy, of course. And it was easy at the time. And then uh, the next night, it was when I bent down to get the garbage. And then just like that, I was like, yeah. that me. So sometimes it's a little thing that can just get get it, get the ball rolling if you're not careful. So- I have to be careful and my posture. If you're not listening, um, I'm trying to sit upright. That is basically what is uh, what is happening with me. I really, I should try to be like Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's show. That's what I need to relieve the pain, to alleviate mm-hmm. the pain, something. Oh, we're just, just going to smoke weed here? That's it. That's it. I don't very know if it's allowed in that this was building. A, that was a blend, by the way. That's the weirdest thing. It was like a half cigar stogie, half tobacco, and half weed blend, and it was enormous, if you remember Can we that. get one of those on set, please? Thank you. Somebody. I don't even think he had back pain, but maybe that's why he doesn't have back pain. <laughs> yes. See? Chicken and an egg Mary situation. Catherine, how are you? I'm good. I'm similarly discombobulated, but for no good reason. In fact, I wondered when I came in, did I wear this outfit on Thursday? And I don't care. YouTube, you let me know. It is what it is, you know, people. We, we get these outfits in the, in, in, in the wardrobe. You know, they just oh, yes, put it on. Oh, yes, yes. So it's provided I, yeah, for it's us. It's provided for us. Botany 500 know. is what I wear. Yeah. So we I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. My husband herniated a disc when I was pregnant with um, one of these children. 
and very pregnant. So it must have been yeah. last year towards the end of the year. Sa- similar thing where he had lifted heavy one day, I think, and then the next day something small set it and off. And then it just set yes, it off. If I remember correctly. It was. It had never happened to him before, so it was a little scary. Because it's very scary. It when is it, the first time. Is the, the pain is severe. It's in your back mm-hmm. spine area, yes. which makes you think, "Oh my gosh, I'm broken forever." Uh-huh. In fact, the healing of it goes without too much intervention if you take yeah, care of it, it and you out. rest. Yeah, he did about I want to say a couple weeks off, which for him from the gym is like yeah crazy making no, i feel like i'm wasting away already and it's only been three days <laughs> but he did it there was a funny moment when he was pretty incapacitated and we took him to the doctor because this again this had never happened to him before so he was confused yeah, yeah, yeah scary we take him to the doctor and i'm about eight months pregnant and i get to the hospital or the the, the entrance to the doctor and I say, it's a hospital complex. And I say, how should we do this? Because, you know, he's having some trouble walking. He's like, I'll be damned if my very pregnant wife is pushing me into this <laughs> facility in a wheelchair. I will stumble and hobble. I'd love to see that picture, by the way. the door. That would be perfect. But he, he came out fine. So rest. Yes. We will, we will fix this situation. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm glad to know that I'm in good company, by the way. Yeah. Because it's, you know who it happens to? I'll tell you what it happens to Guys who lift a lot. I think that's what happens. Yes. And they get no, overconfident. This is the thing. This is the and thing. And then they're like, oh, I can handle this. And you can't. But the posture, you know, here's the thing. And they always say, oh, lift with your legs. That's impossible. Come on. Gotta lift Have with you ever seen people, what are you doing here? Squats? I mean, this is like, really? Lift you with your legs. You have to position yourself correctly. Lift with your yes. legs. You can actually watch I, my toddler, natural lifter. She lifts with her legs. It's a beautiful thing. Her really? form is perfect. Anything she wants to lift. Giant yeah, package of goldfish. And she just raises herself up. Her brother. No, she hasn't graduated to that yet, but I'm sure she will. I'm all about lifting with my arms. <laughs> That's not good. No, I guess that, I, apparently arms it's and, not. Arms and back. Yeah. You don't want to do that, especially arms. with a cool, a cooler type situation. Yeah, is oh really gosh. a squat situation. It was, yeah. 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 All right. Well, now we know. Now we know. A lesson learned. Okay. Shall we to the news? There's Let's a lot. Let's do a little Israel update. As as far as the ground incursion goes, it's getting further into Gaza, closer, unfortunately, thanks to Hamas, to places that have more civilians. Yeah. So troops are on the ground in those places, and they are in a sticky situation near hospitals trying yeah. to do what they must do to take out Hamas mm-hmm. with as few civilian casualties right. as possible. By the way, I saw a great uh, video this morning that refutes this whole nonsense coming from the Rashida Talibs of the world about Israel committing, quote, genocide. There's a video this morning of, oh, it looks like once the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, are inside Gaza uh, and have access to the places where people can evacuate, instead of, as Hamas was doing, hoarding those people as human shields, uh, they let just thousands of them walk out yeah. of the out of the exit yeah. area yeah. without shooting them, which is another thing that Hamas with snipers is is yeah. accused of doing, because they need those people. Right. But the IDF would like those people to get out of the area, which is why they've continued to warn them that they should, and Hamas is not willing to help with that. But now that they're yeah. in, they, they can actually guard those areas. One would think if they're guarding those areas with a with a tank and they wanted to genocide people, that'd they be a just, great opportunity. But it yeah. turns out that that's not what happens. No, it's it, it it's harmful to the narrative, though, Mary Catherine, because, you know, I mean, this is the thing that was about 
and the ceasefire and the occupation. What occupation? There's okay, no occupation. Getting, you, you want occupation? It's going to happen now. Uh, and, uh, and and of course, and the genocide from the river to the sea, the whole thing. And it's all about you know how terrible Israel is when in fact, you know, the deaths of civilians, which are terrible, are the result of Hamas's policies, as we talk about. And it's you know Israel's going out of their way, but if you know you're, it's an inter, it's it's a war crime to surround yourself with these human shields right. and then you're fi- they're also firing thousands of rockets indiscriminately every single one of those apparently is a war that's crime. not a war crime but what israel do is apparently is doing is it is very interesting because now essentially gaza city i believe is surrounded effectively by the idf and they have already begun the destruction of these tunnels it made me wonder what the end game for hamas was supposed to be other than being a cult of death i think right? i think it was just kill a lot of Jewish and that's people. it, you know, until the next time. Because uh, they knew yeah. any rational person knows that this will happen. Right. That no country can exist if it does not retaliate when its children and elderly and women and non-combatants mm-hmm. are taken from their homes and tortured. Right. You must deal with right. that. Right, right. And on the other hand, among among the Gazans, you know, the important thing is that the 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 Israelis, the IDF, they as you were mentioning, you know, they set this, you know, when possible humanitarian example, when possible, and to let these people know we are not the monsters that you know your Hamas bosses tell you that we are. It it it's it's similar like to the threats, for example, uh, uh, towards the end of World War II and the Japanese on islands like Saipan, you know, it was awful, and they told the uh, the, the locals. You know, the Japanese who were there, don't let the Americans take you. Right. You know, they're going to kill you. And right. so, you know, they would rather have you commit suicide. And again, it is it, they, it is a cult of death. That's it. There's some sad news I, I came across on Twitter this morning of a, an IDF officer, Rose Elisheva, who's 20. On, on the day of October yeah. 7th, she took her gun, left her home in southern Israel, and went to protect neighboring a neighboring kibbutz from Hamas terrorists. Yesterday, she was stabbed to death by a 16-year-old terrorist, Palestinian terrorist, inside Jerusalem, I believe. And I just find out she was from the Atlanta area. Wow. And so friends of friends know her friends. And so my heart is with all those people who will mourn for her sweet young lady who was doing her part for her country. On the home front, a a man in L.A. carrying an Israeli flag at a a vigil or a a gathering in support of Israel was killed by a a pro-Palestinian protester who hit Mm -hmm. him on the head with a megaphone right. is the sort of early report on this. The medical examiner has determined that this was not an accidental event. Yes, it's, a, um, it's, being, and that it's now being ruled as a homicide. But they're going to look into the possibility it may actually be a hate crime that he might have been killed because he was Jewish. You, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe. He was a 65-year-old man. Yeah. Paul Kessler was his name. Right. Very sad. And in a moment, I should add just to, I mean, it's still so, so terribly sad. But there is a moment where he's there's video and you know just be careful with it. It's disturbing. Yeah. Of him when he's injured. Yeah, he's still responsible. Um, and a at woman the time. with a hijab and a Palestinian flag kneeling down next to him to assist him yeah. in that moment. If we could just see more of that. Yeah. And less of the hitting with a megaphone. I don't know. It's, it's so this, incredibly tragic. It, it, again, in L.A. In L.A. I was going to say 2023. Not just in L.A., all over the United States, you know, Jews who are visibly Jewish, if they're wearing, you know, a yarmulke or if they're Orthodox, actually, you know, they fear 
walking down the street. You know, I mean, you might as well put a, you know, a gold star, you know, on them because at any moment they can get sucker punched. You know, and this has been happening. It's been happening. I was just watching a statement from uh, Germany's vice chancellor. This was really interesting. Habeck is his name. He's a member of the Green Party, but the Green Party, it's a whole separate story about how they've come all the all for, full circle on so many issues. Right. Once they take over, once they're a part of government, Naturally, then right. they actually have to do real things yes, like yes. deploy troops. And they're doing, you know, Yoshka Fischer was in this situation 20 years ago. It happens. And the vice chancellor was saying, you know, friends of his, people he knows who are Jewish, who cannot walk down the street or they stay home and they're isolated because of fear yeah. in Germany. Uh, it's, also, it's unacceptable. Uh, also so. moving to see leaders of Germany express this with such yeah. moral clarity. They say that, you know, that in that video, yeah. I believe the same yeah. one, he says it's our duty yeah. to protect mm -hmm. the state of Israel because we have moral culpability, right. our nation, in having created yes. the need yes. for a state of Israel. Right. He uh, mentions the, the Holocaust multiple times. He's much clearer on that than most of the Ivy League. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I saw a video yesterday. The Remember the Harvard student who was walking on the quad while they were having a die-in, the pro-Palestinian yes. students were having a die-in. A Jewish student wearing a kippah is walking on the quad and he's surrounded by these other law students and and jostled and probably te technically assaulted at sure. times, detained by this group of people. That organization that did the protest released video and pictures of this Jewish student that they think shows right. that they were in the right. And the video and pictures are just of a young Jewish man mm -hmm. walking peacefully through this die-in and taping with his phone. That is just totally allowed. Well, they, you know, I think the claim was that it was yes. very close. They called it, they called it disruptive. And somehow they have a right yeah, to. Totally, they were not disrupted, by the way. They, no, they have. A, they're in a public space doing a public protest, but they yeah. have a right to total anonymity or something, and yes. it's intimidation yes. for him to do this. It's actually a perfect mirror or a perfect representation in a smaller form microcosm. That's the word yes. for that. There you of, go. <laughs> I talk, guys, of people's on, on the pro-Palestinian side yep. insistence that Israel is the aggressor. Right. Like this student was doing nothing and right. he, was he was a bully aggressed. But somehow they're in the right. Uh, the thinking on the campuses, not so strong. It's not their strong suit. It the, turns no, out. It, it, it is. It is not. And it's funny. It reminds me of uh, times at the Washington Free Beacon where you've had, you know, a lot of these students in Ivy League schools say awful things on, on social media and Twitter. Right. And then we will, you know, republish the screenshots of their tweets. And then they would immediately try to reach out and threaten to sue us for saying, uh -huh. this is, how dare you? You can't quote this me. Is, this is private. Yeah, you can't quote me. This is private. This is, you're not, you know. Ooh. There was also that big rally that happened over oh, the weekend. Oh, yes, we should and note. it got a little um, uh, rowdy. Yes. In fact, some, I believe it was ABC correspondent, called it passionate. Mary Pas Mary Bruce, from who's the Washington correspondent of ABC yeah. News. And this was the protest that happened on Saturday. And it left a lot of vandalism all over town, particularly around the White House. But and you know what? You know Arlington, what's funny is the the vandalism wasn't just about Netanyahu's administration. No, it didn't in seem Israel. to be it about that. Much of it seemed to be about the Jews. I d I don't yes. know. I I can't judge their hearts. No. And yet the messaging suggests. And that. if you're a tourist, by the way, a lot of that is still there. They haven't gotten rid of it. I assume they will. But I wonder at some point, was there a discussion in the Biden White House about, 
oh, if we get rid of it, is that racism? You know, are we going to lose how many is more? It, how many it, more of these votes are we going to lose? Is it Islamophobia yes. to take down the stars of David that they've plastered yes, on, on right. Jewish well, yeah, uh, inhabited yeah, yeah. buildings Go and ahead. whatnot? If you, if you scrub that, there goes Michigan. The But the, Mary Bruce of ABC, she had tweeted out, quote, the White House gates this morning after passionate protests over the... And there's blood, there's fake oh, blood there's the all fake blood. over yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's the like... fences. They also, on video, scaling those fences. Yeah, one person actually did with the, the flag with the Palestinian Yes, flag. and putting flags through the fence. It does seem like that would be something that would be punishable, mm-hmm. perhaps if one were of a different political strike. Yeah. Stripe, excuse yeah. me, that DOJ might have something to say about Oh, yeah, that. no, yeah, no, that kind of uh, behavior, I don't know, that took place on January 6th or something. It seems might like be something we should story. draw lines about. Well, the perpetrators have helpfully left their handprints and hopefully fingerprints on the wall yeah, good luck. at the White House. So maybe we could process DC that. Metro, as of the other day when I checked, had said that they had only made one arrest. And it was for somebody who had apparently vandalized a McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. But I thought about when this ABC White House correspondent sending this tweet out either because, you know, of of fear or indoctrination. I can't figure out what it is. I thought to myself, we are such a far way away from former White House, ABC News White House correspondent, Brie Hume. Oh, gosh. I used to, which who I watched when I was a kid, I said, that guy's good. He's Solid. good. Still yeah. good. Still good. Still, still good. Still Hanging good. out on the golf course as he should most of his time and then checking in and still being good. That's right. So, yeah. Also, one one little bright spot in the, the anti-Semitism yes. news. A, a woman, I believe in Indiana, was attempting to run her car into a what yes. she thought was a Jewish school. And it turned out to be the headquarters of the anti-Semitic group, the, what is it? The Black Israelites. Black Israelites. Yes, it's a... So that's a comedy of errors that nonetheless communicates that a woman in Indiana wanted to run her car into a Mm -hmm. school full of Jewish children. Which, yeah, that's the dark part of it. It's grim. Yes, but it's it's funny that she refers to uh, the the Israel school is what she called it, Mm -hmm. without really realizing what she had done in any event. Well, that's that's what's going on there. Oh, I do want to play just a bit of the Rashida Tlaib. Oh, boy. Ad, I guess, or it's a video release where she refers to... From the river to the sea, mm-hmm. the oh, right. uh, the chant that insists upon the eradication at the very least of the entire state of Israel, yeah, if, if not the Jewish people, all the Jewish people that inhabit it. Assuming they're, they're referring to the Jordan to the yeah. Mediterranean. We stand with Israel. President, the American people are not with you on this one. Innocent civilians are going to be hurt going forward. I wish I could tell you something different. I wish that that wasn't going to happen, but it it is going to happen. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support.
remember in 2024. She also accuses in that video President Biden of supporting a genocide, which strangely, we don't have a lot of dims and disarray reporting no, no, no. on this. It seems like a pretty big accusation. The party does seem to have a real problem here because yeah. they are having trouble denouncing this type of thing. And she's uh, all in. She's not backing down. Oh, but. no, not at all. You can tell from the video. So that's that's going on. But they nonetheless can't really denounce that because they are worried about Arab American voters in a swing state, mm -hmm. Michigan. Speaking of swing states, you see that? OK, we have some New York Times Siena oh battleground poll. Everybody's talking about this from five swing states. Yep. I'll just give you the lead from The New York Times. President Biden is trailing Donald J. Trump in five of the six most important battleground states one year before the 2024 election, suffering from enormous doubts about his age and deep dissatisfaction over his handling of the economy and a host of other issues. New polls by The New York Times and Siena College have found results show that Mr. Biden show Mr. Biden losing to Mr. Trump, his likeliest Republican rival, by margins of four to ten percentage points among registered voters in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. Mr. Biden is ahead only in Wisconsin by two percentage points. And I think, yes, by two in Wisconsin, and I think basically tied in Minnesota, that is not good. No. And it's not going to be. So everyone says, let's not over, you know, think Michigan and the reasons for Michigan going in, in Trump's favor and, and, and that the Biden administration is going to be overly obsessed about the Arab American vote. Which in Michigan, there's a large number of Arab Americans. Just uh, uh, his his Trump's margin of victory was some ten thousand votes in Michigan, right. and the Arab American vote in Michigan is hundreds of thousands. Yeah, so yeah. it's certainly yeah, yeah. they they mm -hmm. can't afford a ton of drop off there. Sure. So I mean, but it's not. I mean, but Michigan's a very large state, but it obviously is sticking in their mind that they have to worry about this, uh, and so he's trying to just you know walk this fine line, but he's not doing a great a great job of it. Well, and the I think the the most disturbing thing for Democrats about this mm -hmm. is that, sure, Biden should underperform against a generic Republican candidate. Yeah. Generic Republican candidate is a great candidate. Oh. But once the rubber hits the road and you have an actual candidate, things change. Right. This poll is making Trump look like a generic R. Yeah. Like a guy who's under indictment 91 times for 91 counts is looking like a generic R running against Biden. He looks Again, way stronger than he has any right to be. It's not that it's not it's not that these people who voted for Biden, a lot of these people, some will, but it's not like they're all going to suddenly say they're going to vote for Trump right. because of his positions. They're just not going to vote. And I think that's that, that's what we're looking at here. And uh, by the way, he's yeah. not exactly a generic R. A generic R would be like beating Biden by 15, 20 points. Right, at this point, you think about that. <laughs> Where whereas whereas these are much closer right. numbers, but uh, it's quite shocking. I don't know if that holds, but this is what's interesting to me. Among young people yep. and non-white voters, which yep. are Im really important. Biden's, Biden's base. Such important segments of the population for Biden to put together in this coalition. Black voters, long a bulwark for Democrats and for Mr. Biden, are now registering 22 percent support in these states for Mr. Trump, a level unseen in presidential politics for a Republican in modern times. Among Hispanic voters, he's down to a double single-digit single digit lead. lead. That's right. And his advantage in urban areas is half of Mr. Trump's edge in rural regions, which is, of course, the balancing act of yes. politics, right? If you lose too much right. in urban areas and Trump's got right. his old rural mm -hmm. advantage where Democrats have been bleeding folks for many cycles, then you are not going to put together the coalition you need. The questions in the New York Times-Siena poll, which is a very reliable poll, yeah. are interesting. 
Because one of the numbers that came out was that, first of all, what is the main concern for most of these voters in the poll was the economy. It's not abortion and it's not gun rights, right? Which is something that, or LGBTQ issues, right. which is something that the Democrats embrace and they're trying to make this a thing. And for those who believe that the economy is the most important issue, the vast majority of them, maybe not vast, but the majority of them, think that Trump will do a better job than Biden. And here's the other thing. On abortion, it's like 46 to 40, the voters in the poll favored Biden over Trump. That's not a big lead for Biden, considering what happened at the end of Roe v. Wade and everybody predicted the end of the world. And yet here we are. And it can't. It has been a problem, and yeah. was a problem sure, in, in some midterms. states in 2022. Definitely. If you don't have leadership and on a, that, and there's issue. some and there's some referenda going on right, right now. I believe in Ohio that's happening. But it uh, should today. be. It should but be it more. Should be much more than they're that. counting on more than right. a six point problem the for Republicans. Three, there are three areas that that voters favor Trump over Biden. <laughs> it's the economy, foreign policy, and immigration. Those are three pretty big ones. Pretty big. I mean, that's like the whole ball game. So everyone, what are they going to say? They're going to say, oh, it's a year away, right? It's yeah, a, you I mean, just wait. It's a year. And, Anything can happen. And a lot of Some things- Some of it might be good. A lot of things could happen to Trump in that time, it's the only obviously. Thing that I'm, it's the only thing that I'm thinking is that's the biggest thing that can stop Trump from winning right now. It's not Biden. It is not suddenly that Bidenomics works. Right. I mean, I mean, they're not- you can't talk about mortgage rates. You can't talk about a lot of things. But if he happens to be swamped and not, you know, again, I've said this on many shows, legal fees and court dates, conviction. And I think that came out in the poll as well, right? Where if, if he is convicted, there's a difference in the numbers. Yes. And that's the, there's a New York Times headline that sounds a little like cope. And frankly, I've got the same cope. So I feel you, New York Times. Trump indictments haven't sunk his campaign, but a conviction might this is our Might. this is our wily coyote moment once again. However, look, running as a convicted felon is a different ball game. On the other hand, does it energize a bunch of voters who want to avenge this right. president who has been very badly treated by the sure. justice system in yeah. many ways, although I would not say all the ways because some of this he brought on himself. Yes. Speaking of which, I do before we get to Trump on oh, yeah, trial, yeah, yeah. which he ha- he is this week. I would like to point out that my foxnews.com piece is out. Could Virginia be a blueprint for a Republican red wave in 2024? By tomorrow, we will know more about this. Yes. So the listeners now to our wonderful show, mm-hmm. the midterm, the, the, the off-year election, I don't want to say the midterm, right. obviously, the off-year election happened. They and live in the future. They live in the future. Hello, future. And Virginia, mm-hmm. big election. Yes. Are you willing to tell the voters right now, they're listening right now, what happens in the future, Mary Catherine? Are you willing? Not willing you're not to willing to say it? I'm what not... happens to Susanna Gibson? That's well, what I want to know. Is she going down? I don't think she Sorry. I, I could have said it was a come from behind victory because this that is... can happen too. Sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. My column is really fr- family friendly if you want to check it out at foxnews.com. No, but I, I will tell you this. What we find out will be important because yeah. this is a purple competitive state. These are very competitive districts yes. in some of them in the northern Virginia, Loudoun County area. That's the one where I walked big. the district with Win. Juan Pablo Segura. Sure, yes. And guy. they're doing a couple things, which I think I mentioned last week. But one, they raised money and defined candidates on abortion mm-hmm. early with a 15-week limit, which is the governor's set time. He exactly. calls it a compassionate it's, consensus. It's, it's, it's reasonable. And you think about, well, they make exceptions. And of course, I always, we always like to cite Europe. And it's something many, many people, including many women voters, agree with. In fact, we'll play a, an ad from Juan Pablo Segura and his wife, which I, a Democrat 
strategist the other day called me, told me was the most effective 30 seconds he's seen on the abortion issue. So we'll play that for you guys. Having gone through a miscarriage for me and Juan Pablo has really affected the way that we see families every day. I had to have an emergency DNC. Juan Pablo supported my decision with my doctor. What's saddening to me is people want to make this a left and a right issue, and it's not. It's personal. Juan Pablo has focused the last 10 years on maternal health care, and I know he will continue to support women in situations like this. They did that. They started the early vote. Yes. And I'm Rick Perrying, and I can't think of the third one right now. Okay, well, no, I'll save you here. Not with the, not with the third. The third was energy. Oh, sorry. That was the, there's an interesting thing going on in terms of the early voting. Right. Because if you look at a number of the districts or counties that went for Glenn Youngkin in 2021. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those areas are now, you see a larger turnout in early voting. Right. Which means that you could extrapolate that to assume that those are more red than blue. We'll see if that happens. And then, well, and I think a huge part of that is changing Republican voters' minds about this being some sort of scam. It's not some sort of scam. Voting early is something where you can bank votes early. These are the rules of the game. We should engage in the rules of the game and then have money to spend at the very end, bringing the rest of these voters in. I wrote it on my hand so I didn't forget. The third one was that they recruited good candidates. Uh, If only Rick Perry did that. It's such a simple remedy. Youngkin, Youngkin backed 10 of 10. That he banked in, backed in primaries, won those ah. elections. So anyway, that's- better, It's probably, yeah, it's better than other endorsements. A bit of a test run, including yes. for whether you could capitalize on any of the loss among non-white voters. I'll say two things I'm Democrats. interested in, and you'll, listeners will know more about it than I will. One is Ed Durr, the senator, Ed the trucker in New Jersey. There was a redistricting that happened. This is a low, that's a, this is the state election. It's not a congressional right. election, but hopefully he prevails. And I wanted to mention, not just as a joke about Susanna Gibson, but I sent this to you right before we went to tape, which is the Associated Press had a headline about her. And the headline is Susanna Gibson, you know, you know, in, in this very important fight, that part I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but the phrase they used was endured sex scandal. She endured it. Oh, she endured it. She endured it, it yeah. Interesting. And it was all it's not about- not all she endured. Uh, you know what? Let's zip up this Please. segment and my, move on. I keep my back, Mary Catherine. You're hurting my back. Uh, move on to Iowa, shall okay. we? Yeah. Sure. Okay. More 2024 oh, mo- this news. Is, yeah. This is very interesting. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds endorsed Ron DeSantis for president Monday. Yeah. After months of quietly signaling her support for Ron DeSantis, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will formally endorse, formally endorse the Florida governor for president at a Des Moines rally Monday. The endorsement is an enormous win for DeSantis, who hopes to harness Reynolds' star power among Iowa Republicans as he looks to jumpstart his stagnant campaign and establish himself as a clear alternative to frontrunner Donald Trump in the race's critical final months. Okay, this is on paper a big deal, a very big deal. Yeah. Iowa governors don't generally endorse. Iowa governors aren't often as popular as Kim Reynolds is. There is a... Now, Trump's going to be mad about this. Here's the thing. And this is the thing always with Trump. Who knows if it works or not? Perhaps the good people of Iowa turn against Kim Reynolds because she has been disloyal to Mr. Trump. Right. That's always the risk of these transactions. Yeah. She believes DeSantis. Especially in the we're talking about the primaries. She believes that DeSantis is a better option. Perhaps one of the reasons she decided to endorse when that is not the normal way of doing things is because the former president was talking a bunch of junk about her. Yeah. Right. Like. (laughs) 
Trump is always like, I can do whatever I want with impunity. You're not allowed to do anything to me. So sometimes that doesn't yeah. go as well as maybe he planned. He was very dismissive yeah. uh, of Kim Reynolds, to say the least. I, you know, I didn't need it, you know, as he says. But And, and he then, might not. And no, and he might not because even if DeSantis were to do well and somehow beat Trump in the Iowa caucus, which is, what is that, February? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's around the corner. I mean, based on today, we're a year away now, 364 days yep. or something. That could make a difference or it could be like Pete Buttigieg winning, which didn't make much of a difference for various right. reasons. And, and New Hampshire, for that matter, and, and, and oftentimes your your nominees don't always win New Hampshire. Well, the ones we who do Bill well Clinton, in Iowa don't always George fit H. as w. well That's right. with the New Hampshire That's right. So, yeah. so not until you once you get into South Carolina and then heading into Super Tuesday, Trump could be in the middle of a court battle at that time. I mean, this is really insane. So- I don't know how much of it's going to make a big difference for DeSantis. I mean, it's good for him. Every press release I got yesterday was all about him and Kim Reynolds. Yeah. You know, so he ne- he needs this. And because- like I said, she's popular, yeah. which helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's looking to jumpstart this. Well, in Iowa, I think is where campaign. you have to make a splash or yeah. his, his campaign yeah. has to make a splash. Meanwhile, Donald Trump was in court this yes. week in New York. Letitia James bringing the case against him about fraud regarding his estimations of value for his real estate holdings. He was in court and and, and took the mic, took the mic in yeah. court. We don't have audio of that, but I think because they're not no, do that cannot, inside the yes. court. But we do know a little bit about what he said. It says, this is CNN reporting, Donald Trump brought bomb- bombastic rhetoric to the witness stand Monday in the civil fraud case against him and his business as he spent his time on the stand attacking the New York Attorney General who brought the case and the judge overseeing the trial itself. Trump's testimony at times mimicked his appearances on the campaign trail, where the former president has made the four criminal cases against him, along with the New York Attorney General's civil fraud case, a central part of his argument to be elected president again in 2024. Judge Arthur Ingeron, Ingeron, who has clashed with Trump throughout the trial, at first tried to stop the former president's political barbs and speechifying, telling his lawyer Chris Kyes to control your client and threatening to have Trump removed as a witness. Eventually, the judge stopped trying to control Trump. He and the attorney general's lawyer questioning Trump let him rant and then mostly disregarded the missives. He was able to use this as yet another opportunity. Yeah. Well, also, that's every, a, is that a microcosm at, for our nation yeah, or what? No, like, just it. let him rant and we'll yeah. sort of like take in what we can. Yeah, that's right. It, it, it's worth remembering this is a civil trial and not a criminal trial. Yeah. So there's not this sort of, you know, the the the, the gravity of, of, of a proceeding. It, it's it's more of a it's more of a grandstanding going on here. And this is a civil trial to determine penalties right. for his overstating the value of his real estate for banking and insurance benefits. Well, and apparently James already goofed on the statute of limitations for most of the charges she wanted to bring in this case. So there are fewer than yeah. she had hoped. And yet her aim is to somehow fine him $250 million sure. and ban him from doing any business in New York. Seems like it might be a stretch. That would be a stretch. I think, on the other hand, you never, you know, you never know with these jurors. But uh, yeah. It's just yet, you know, for 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 Trump, it's yet it's yet another op- opportunity, and he 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 needs to have that attention, and he's using it. And here's the here's my concern for former president, which is he likes getting up there, even if you're not being videotaped, and he loves talking about it. And they're talking about all of the you know getting the approval for the valuation of all his properties. On the one hand, you know what you should say is that you know you have enough of these buffers that these people dealt with it. I had no idea, but he likes to take credit when possible. And sometimes it works to his advantage saying, no, I knew this was wrong. I knew this was right. We undervalued this for one reason or the other. 
But then the more he talks about his involvement in the good things, the more the prosecutors are, prosecutors are trying to make the case, well, there you go. He is involved. Therefore, he willingly and knowingly overvalued these things. And the biggest thing that can happen, the biggest threat for Trump is a code red from a few good men where he gets whipped up into saying, yeah. And then he says, you're GD you right. You're GD right. I ordered the code red. I I could see that happening. Yes. I could see that happening. Opening his... Look, I think you should... You're you're right. I overvalued Mar-a-Lago. And then that's it, you know. (laughs) I do think he should be allowed to speak. And whatever gag orders anyone puts in place, because he is running for president, he should be allowed to speak publicly and defend himself. It should be very, very narrow if they exist at all. And also, I think he will trip himself up as a result of that freedom. But it is what it is. Did you, by the way, really quickly see David Axelrod tweeting out about urging President Biden oh, to... yeah, uh, that seems like a big I deal. Feel, I feel, to go back just a there's little too bit. Much, because there's too much going on so for 2024, y'all. Yes. There's too much going on. He And he's getting attacked, but is he is, is he just is he just basically saying what everyone's thinking on their side? Of we course, all think this. But, they, well, and here's the thing. Is that is that the signal to everyone that, hey, we got to really... Okay. We got to get mm-hmm. to work on right. fixing this. I've looked up the, the rules for this. The party has a lot of latitude for this kind of thing. The problem is, can they get out of their... Kamala succession Mm -hmm. problem because she is not a strong candidate. And I think, and the president has a lot of power, even though the parties have a lot of power, the president himself wants to be president. He's wanted to be president since he became a politician. So the idea that he would let go when he's an incumbent, I don't think is realistic. And so, as I said on Hannity the other night, barring some precipitating event, I think that Biden is the nominee. And by that, I mean, something could happen. Well, I mean, yes, that's right. Something, yeah. I just mean a natural event, guys. I'm yeah, not talking, talking about, about Hillary natural, suiciding right, him. Right, I'm just right. talking about. Am I allowed to say that? Sure, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, again, again, it's that kind jokes, of show. jokes, parody, ha, ha, ha. But I feel like we are, you know, heading. We're, we're verging towards this electoral disaster in which you could have a sitting president, and something happen. Sitting in jail. Sitting in jail. So no, sitting. Well, that can happen too. But you know, oh yeah, something, yeah. The former president the former would be the president, one, right? Yeah. So something happening to him. Some somehow being incapacitated. And on the other on the other hand, an opponent who then becomes the nominee as well, right? We select him as yeah. our nominee at the Republican convention, and then a conviction happens, and then what? I don't know, man. Did you see the press this week, by the way, going appalled that there are reports from the Trump camp that they might go after their political enemies oh, yeah. using oh, the power gosh. of the DOJ and yeah. federal law enforcement? What a pioneering tactic yeah. we have definitely never seen before. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to the Congress where things are definitely more functional? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we have a Speaker of the House, so that's good news. Yes. Now they're having a fight over Israel funding, Ukraine funding, border funding. Right. That's the same fight we've been having for a while, but now there is a person in charge of the House. So they were able to pass an Israel funding bill out of the House. Right. Paid for with cuts to the IRS expansion of 84, whatever, 85,000 agents or employees or whatever it was. Employees. Employees, not agents. And, of course, the Senate doesn't like this, says it's dead on arrival. However, this is how politics works. If you pass something out of the House, you have leverage because you have passed something. And you have passed something with Israel funding, which is what the president wants. Now, the president says he will veto it unless it is is joined with other things. That bluff can be called with the Senate as well. The Senate, meanwhile, over there, they want to link, and Johnson, new Speaker of the House, suggests that they should link Ukraine and border funding. So that, okay, you get to spend on defending Ukraine's Mm -hmm. borders, but we will also defend our own borders. Right. 
that's where it stands right now. And by the way, the government's probably going to shut down in a couple weeks anyway. So, right? yes, but we so, have a speaker. We 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 do. And clearly, there are differences, obviously, with, between the leadership for the Republicans in the Senate under Mitch McConnell and, and, and the support for Ukraine and tying that with support for Israel. Right. And, of course, Mike Johnson. And they want to keep this separate. I mean, you know, there's a whole other, you know, segment of the Republican Party that does not support as staunchly helping Ukraine. And so, I mean, we're going to come to that point. But while this is happening, I'm continue to be, I continue to be amazed by... All the attacks on Mike Johnson. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like really They're trying really... to find something. They're quite amazing. Uh, the most recent nobody one, would have cared. It's amazing. most recent one yeah. is Rolling Stone, trusted source. You send it to me, and out of principle, I didn't click it on because I knew. I mean, I knew the story, but I was like, Ugh, look, I'll summarize please. so that we don't have to give them. Crap. Rolling Stone reported on. Look, he's. This is a man who's very open about his faith, and the things that he believes, and the way that he observes that faith. And one of the ways that he was talking about setting up sort of guardrails for himself and his 17-year-old son was that they used a technology that monitored both of their electronic devices. It's like an accountability partner situation wow. for P-R-O-N. Is that how you spell that? Run? That oh, actually, oh, oh, P oh, sorry. P R P O R. I know yeah. how to spell too, oh, guys. I know how to talk. I know how to spell. I'm a writer and a public speaker, okay? P-O-R-N. I was trying to be nice for Yes, the, no, that's the parents, good. That's good. Even though we weren't nice to them earlier with that other segment. So he has this setup where basically it's a, it's a guardrail for them not oh, to do this. Things, yes. And it's this huge, they, they make it into like this creepy thing where they're monitoring PORN right. together. Yeah, or like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not what's happening. And this is, to me, the, a similar reaction to the Pence rule. Right. Which oh, is, yeah. Look, you wait until the shoe's on the other foot and then they're going to be like, thank goodness he does this. Well, like yeah. a religious observant yeah. family might do things differently than another family would mm -hmm. do things. But I am very sympathetic to people setting up guardrails for yeah. themselves and protection around they're their trying. relationships and families and this children a, yeah. for things that we know are quite harmful. Yeah. And this is actually, as Megan McArdle was pointing out on Twitter the other day, workplace violations and sort oh. of blurred lines uh -huh. and it, this is stuff that the left is allegedly worried about yeah. and yet when someone takes proactive measures to do it they get all oh they're arms. having a field day and they're having a field day on the late night talk shows because it's more fodder for them to make fun of mike johnson look they're trying everybody's trying this is a terrible thing you know, how do you keep your kids from? She's trying to get yeah, straight. I, I know, I know, I know. She's, she, you're laughing at I me. I know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I see, I see that look, and you're like, oh, come on now. You would never do that. This is just no. true. All I'm, all I'm going to say is. This is a night is, of Columbus over Come here. on, a fourth degree. It's, it, the problem with the word you spelled out. Right, right. Is that, uh, you know, it, it skews reality. Yes. Right? It's both reality and expectations, and obviously, yeah, and you get morally your, depraved. Can, I mean, you just go down a, you, Excuse me. It just, you know, it gets, you know, to this point where you you cannot be. Yes. You will not be. And you it know, can damage just, your real life yeah, relationship. That's exactly what so I'm trying to say. Trying to help with that seems like not a crazy thing. Can I talk briefly also about another thing online this week, which is the. Uh, Thank you for getting me the out of that. No, the, pre <laughs> the prevalence. The prevalence of this idea yeah. that the only reason Christian evangelicals support Israel is because there will be some oh. no, there oh. will be some future conflagration, and Israel must exist in, for, in oh. order for the oh. end times. Oh to yes, happen, the end times. Yeah, it's a big deal. The rapture yeah, yeah. happens, the rapture. and we're very yes, into that. Sure, okay, sure. look, there are people who preach this. 
There are people who understand Revelation and the uh, scripture who talk about this. There are uh, people who think about the rapture. Uh, Left Behind is an entire yes. very well-selling sell yes. series yes. Uh, that is about that. However, in my experience in the American South for the entirety of my life and as an evangelical in many mm -hmm. denominational and non-denominational mm -hmm. circles, I never heard the idea that your geopolitical support for Israel should be based upon this oh, end times thing. idea. Mm -hmm. But it has become very prevalent to assume yeah. that that is what's going on. And I would argue that in particularly in the American Maybe South, it's... where I was, it's a it's a more simple thing, which is U.S. ally, Democratic outpost, where Jesus lived. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of evangelical Christians understand that if your neighbor wants to kill you, you should be heavily armed and not let them do so. That's like a just kind of a thing with us in the states of well, Georgia and North Carolina and Alabama. It's pretty straightforward. But it's not to say that that doesn't exist. It's just that sure. in my pretty vast experience, it does not define right. this part of support right. for Israel. So I just want to get that out there. People, people would One person told me that on Twitter that left behind is actually proof that evangelicals are really into this thing. And I'm like, man, that's a work of fiction. Is, but, is, is that Kirk Cameron? No, no, no. It's different, else. different series. Okay, all right. Different okay, what do we have left? Uh, uh, briefly. Quickly, two more things. Yeah. SBF. Yes. Going to jail. Oh. Convicted of all the things. It turns out his slick show and his his trashy t-shirts and short cargo shorts weren't getting him out of this one. So he faced he faces over 100 years in prison at sentencing. Yeah, sentencing won't be till March. Yeah. But he remains. He is. What's the word? Remanded to MDC Brooklyn where he has been and apparently very difficult for him because he is a vegan and they are only serving him, according to his lawyer, a flesh diet. Oh. Flesh. Like this is like Green Inferno or something. Jeez. You know, it's just <laughs> cannibalism. Yeah. Uh, Play the smallest violin. It is. SBF. It's funny. When this happened, I actually had to go back and remind myself, what, what happened? And it, it was all about taking funds illegally, obviously, from FTX. In investors to Alameda Research and then cooking the books. That's yeah. all it is, is cooking the books. Well, and, and, right? and stealing a bunch from a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, and, 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 and using that money, you know, not just to, to shore up Alameda, right, but also real estate investments, fancy real estate investments that, and I think oh, his parents were involved in that. And a political protection racket so that Donations. he- Right, so that he would be right. protected from any kind of regulation that they exactly. might want to. Exactly, and then, his, and then, of course, the whole- element of, I don't know, they had dozens of witnesses turn against him, including these on and off again girlfriend, Caroline Ellison. You know, yeah. that's playing with fire, man. Yes. All righty. So that happened. One more little update, and then I have something a little lighter to close okay. out the show. We have an update on the, the Nashville Covenant yeah. shooter. Yeah. This is the young woman, yeah. perhaps trans, two yes. male, yes. Yes. female to male, who shot up a Christian school. Right. And... You'll remember that we didn't have the manifesto because it was not released. Now, the non-release of that manifesto has been the subject of months of litigation in Tennessee mm -hmm. yeah. over whether it's a multi-sided legal battle waged by watchdog agencies, independent news outlets seeking transparency mm -hmm. for this. It seemed odd that it was not released. Often manifestos are. I don't know that manifestos do us a bunch of good because this is a crazy person. Yeah, sure. Yes, driven by some motivations, but mentally ill people and i'm not sure the publication and the the publicization of of these things publicizing of these mm -hmm. things is necessarily helpful to society but if we have a standard we should 
do that standard and make it content neutral. Like no yeah. matter what this shooter's say, motivations are, this is it. let's do the release or not do the release. This yeah. one seemed like maybe we're not releasing it because the narrative is not served. Right. It could be harmful for a certain movement. And the narrative, by the way, was flipped on its head by Democrats in Tennessee who suddenly made themselves and the trans community the victims that of was this the shooting, most, even though it was Christian was children most, who were targeted? Yes. They got very little coverage, the children themselves, yes. who were not part of this movement. And instead, it was like they all ran to the defense of the shooter. Right. So it's insane. It's it's crazy. And, and to the point that at protests at the state capitol, they put up seven fingers for seven victims, which included the shooter in yeah, the right, victim right, tally. Exactly. So Awful. Stephen Crowder, who is a YouTube personality, was leaked pictures of part of this manifesto. I, I think that it is safe to talk about it because the police sure. in the area confirmed that they're yeah, trying yeah. to figure this out who it. leaked this. So yeah. I think it is okay. yeah, accurate. And strangely, look, is a lot of ranting about you know her trans journey she's 28 years old she was going from audrey to aiden hale she broadcasts that she's going to do this she talks about how she was surprised she didn't get caught and there might have been several times where she should have been then she talks about sort of racially motivated even though she's white that she wants to kill some little crackers kids with white privilege yeah and the press reaction to this from the mainstream press, there was one guy particularly in Tennessee, is to say that this is selectively leaked and it's an unfair representation of this and this is why we need real press to do this. Okay. Every report on any shooter's manifesto is a selective reporting of what is on the manifesto unless it's just a printing of the entire thing. Right. The press regularly picks what it wants from a manifesto yep. to sort of put a shooter in someone else's political pile, not the left's. And I don't see a giant difference there. Right. To amplify the narrative. Yes. And just picking. Unpicking. So yeah, no, it's it it, it I, I saw that as well. The 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 photo that Stephen Crowder had taken of of parts of this quote unquote manifesto. And it's a lot of anger, resentment, and obviously mental illness. Yeah. And again, wanting the white person wanting to kill you know, white children and just being for their so, white privilege. Yes, and it, it just you know seeing them go to school. I mean, it's it's really dark and disturbing. And uh, but again, you know, we should have a right to, you know. Well, if if the press prints manifestos, yeah. let's just have that yeah. be the right. rule. Right. If the cops yeah. release them, let's just have right. that be the rule, or that we don't. I don't. Right. Whichever Either way, yeah. let's yeah. make it a consistent standard because people get. And by the way, you have all sorts of denialism that comes into these situations, which is not Please. helped by what looks like a politically motivated yeah. decision to hide someone's motivations on this. Okay, let's go to something happier. American YouTuber Mr. Beast. Are you familiar with him? Not Do your at kids all. Watch Mr. Beast? Okay. Not at all. Mr. Beast is very popular and for all sorts of sort of YouTube gags, but he one of the things he does is he uses his tremendous amount of money and following to create good in the world at one point i think we might have mentioned it on the show he did he donated money for surgeries for those who had sight loss oh okay. and so sure. people could literally see again oh my God. because of the money that he put into that american youtuber mr beast's latest video in which he says he built 100 wells across africa has drawn a complex response online since it was published on saturday seems weird right oh yeah yes like why but... would it be complex oh i i'm gonna guess but go ahead tell okay. me first some Kenyan activists and journalists, and Americans as well, 
said that he has spotlighted the failures of the Kenyan government, while Mr. Beast, whose real name is Jimmy Donaldson, anticipates that he will be, quote, canceled following the reaction. The reason he thinks he'll be canceled is because he has been gone after before. Because the left argues, and many activists who are more sort of socialist in their in their motivations argue that this isn't his role that capitalism is to blame for these failures and that therefore capitalism fixing it is somehow bad yes you're ruining it you're ruining the narrative and the government should fix it even though the government's not fixing it and in fact is corrupt and slow and unable to do so at times and that his charity is therefore some sort of an affront and self-aggrandizement and not his Mm -hmm. place but there are 100 new wells in Africa. Yeah. That at seems like a big the day, deal. At the end of the day, he did something very good. The new wells will provide clean drinking water for up to 500,000 people in Cameroon, Kenya, Somalia, Uganda, and Zimbabwe, yeah. he says, while an accompanying fundraiser to support local water aid organizations had raised more than 300,000 mm-hmm. by Monday morning. Look, I know that liberals want governments to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And that they think that's the only person who can do so. Who will and, build the roads? And, who will build the roads? And debt forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Often they're bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. If this guy can use his money that he has earned Mm -hmm. to do these things, that is good. That's called charity. What he needs. We like that. What he needs is Bono to give him cover. It's like. You know, Bono would because Bono believes in capitalism as a force for good. As you know, and he also, he he, he, uh, was a a big fan of George W. Bush and PEPFAR. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there you go. I will say this. There's a downside to regaining your sight. I read about this. No joke. Yes. The weirdest thing they say for people who have not regained the sight, but discovered sight for the first time. So right, suppose right. you are blind. Right. This is happening now where you can actually see. Not only are you disoriented in terms of how you walk around because everything is, you know, you got to get used to the dimensions. But apparently one of the weirdest things, according to one person who discovered sight, was watching people eat. It was the most disgusting thing he'd ever seen because you know, you know, the idea of it. This mouth, like, you even think about it. We, we see this yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, I see Colin over here with his mouth open right now and sticking his tongue out. And he's like, yeah, think about like somebody you're at a dinner or a lunch. It's like, ah, like, what is that? You know, what is this thing opening in your face? And like, ah, going well, and this is the terrible stuff that Mr. Beast has brought up. This upon is what people. I'm saying. So, you know, careful what you wish for, yeah. Mr. Beast. Let me close this with one, okay. one quote, one silly quote from all of this. Again, this is a person who built 100 wells. Overnight, this person comes along who happens to be a white male figure with a huge platform, and all of a sudden he gets all the attention. It's kind of frustrating. But it's also understanding the nature of how the world is. Well, for that tragedy, we are sad. So sad. Today. He's also, by the way, rebuilt a medium-sized town, or like revitalized a medium-sized town in North Carolina, Greenville, which is where he's from. And he employs a bunch of people, and it's tragic. It's tragic. I wish Mr. Beast would come and rebuild my garage. And make it like a car can fit in there. That maybe he nice. can. Maybe he can put you on his list, and he can be a white savior to this. Yeah, yeah Northern yeah, Virginia yes, Asian yes, American man. That's right. That's right. His little brown brother is President William McKinley once said. Okay, that wraps up this episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Victorino Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. You can follow us at Getting Hammered Podcast on YouTube and Instagram, and you should. Thanks for being here. This, uh, thanks for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. <laughs>